2: Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast.
1: Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in.
2: Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the
1: right thing since 1952.
3: Woo, baseball!
0: The baseball season is
1: way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye, the S- Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan.
2: I never do this because this is Patrick's thing. But I wanted to to do an ode to Patrick. Must be a Wednesday because it's always a Wednesday. That's how he opens every show. All right. Clearly, you don't listen enough to know that. Well,
3: not the opening. Thanks, John. Not the opening. Uh, I'm usually finishing up my Beers on Us podcast. Ah, that's how about, good. How about that?
2: You mean you finish it up in between your segment on the, on prime time? And... on and belted. <laughs> uh, we got big John in here though.
3: Hey, how it, about that? It
2: is the first hot corner of the baseball season. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about,
3: right? We got, we went from nothing,
2: literally nothing
3: to 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> to in, everything in four days.
2: And I mean, we, when I say we've got everything, we have everything. We've got the Mariners. uh, Well, Well, suck.
3: Do we? Yeah, they're not even trying. Here's here's how you can tell. Look, look, Just look at their bullpen. The easiest way to tank a season is to not put anything into your bullpen. (laughs) And that's what the Mariners have done. We'll talk about that later.
2: Uh, We've got that. We've got Astros vengeance news.
3: The world's greatest player, Joe Kelly?
2: (laughs) Yeah, everyone's new favorite pitcher, crazy Joe Kelly, uh, with an absolute heroic moment yesterday. Uh, We've got COVID still. Uh, We thought we might be able to escape through a season without dealing with it. (laughs) Not so fast.
3: all the Marlins have it yet? No, no. Close,
2: though. Yet? Close. It's coming. It's coming. And uh, we also, uh, this was shared to me on Twitter, Uh, we also have the return of this show's, Favorite player. And I don't know where the drops are because I don't sit over here. There it is. Thank you, Joe. Fernando Rodney. Oh, boy. Is back in the major leagues. He's back? He's back,
3: baby. With who? Tell tell me the Mariners.
2: (laughs) It's not the Mariners. Okay. Uh, So we have this alarm. Yeah, we used to play when he was in the league every time because he was always on a west coast team every time we were on the air and fernando rodney came up on mlb network we would play the alarm sure uh fernando rodney is reportedly signing with the houston astros
3: oh no he's not
2: yes he is seriously yep so we've got we've got it's it's a a great show we got a lot to talk about and you bought the baseball cards well
3: yeah and we have the the, uh traditional baseball cards so i feel a little bit weird because it's july (laughs) almost august two days away but usually when we're not dealing with global pandemic i come in to kind of kick off the baseball season and you know as well as i do um that one of my favorite traditions uh, to kick off the baseball season is purchasing and opening a pack of baseball cards for this year, and I've brought that along uh, with you guys and Patrick, and you have embraced it, and Joe. Uh, so I have done that again today, even though we're almost in August. So yeah. here in the first break, uh, I will we will open our baseball cards, and and then we will review it, kind of see how we d- see how we do.
2: I'm very excited because I, I never. I shouldn't say never. I used to be a big baseball card guy, but I wasn't like collecting them and thinking about like value. I was just a kid. And that's,
3: and that's the best way to do it. It it makes me, and I'll tell you a story, uh, finish your thought, but I'll tell you a story about that thought and how it's different and sad today. What I, what I experienced.
2: Okay. So that was just me as a kid. And like, maybe I had some great cards. I have no idea. I just bought a lot of baseball cards. I also bought Pokemon cards. Like Pokemon came out when I was a kid, I had a binder full of just tons of Pokemon cards. I wonder if they're worth anything. I have no idea.
0: I just saw, uh, yeah, an original Charizard can go for a few thousand dollars. I just saw, it.
3: apparently, it was uh, Darren Ravel tweets out stuff like this all the time. And just the other day, apparently, the first edition of Pokemon cards, there's one card that's really hard to get. And I don't remember. It's the
2: holographic Charizard. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And that one, that card graded in a little encapsulated thing, graded, um, just sold like last week for like 40 grand. <laughs>
0: Make sure it's in the sleeve. Got to protect it. So you're telling
2: me my hot trade of my holographic Charizard to my friend for three Scythers because I liked Scyther a lot was a really bad trade? (laughs)
3: It may have been. Now, I'm not up to speed on the whole Pokemon currency, but I did see that recently, that the most rare Pokemon card just went for a ton of money.
2: Uh, Sprague is in. He says, John, I did seven hours of radio with your brother. Where's my pack of cards for doing that?
3: You got to be here tonight on the hot corner. Look,
2: if you were the third host here today, Sprague, you'd get a pack of cards, but you're not.
3: Sprague, if you're in the lineup at first base or second base or left field, nobody cares. But if you're on the hot corner, (laughs) you get a pack of baseball cards.
2: And who cares if there's three or four people sitting at the hot corner at the same time? It's called strategy, okay?
3: Got that right. It's the shift. Maybe you've heard of it. (laughs) We're shifting everybody to third tonight. Try to hit it by us.
0: You know, there's a, I think it's a hoodies collectibles over there in Beaverton over by like the sports page bar. They got got all sorts of memorabilia. Down in Washington Square, yeah. Yeah, I was there a year ago, just, I don't getting something. And there was a guy that walked in there and knew exactly what, pack what box of cards he was getting because they just released he's like hey i'm here to get this and the guy knew him by name sure and i'm not gonna lie i was a little jealous that i wasn't in that kind of like group collection of card dealers because he opened it right there Ooh, got this all right and i'm like man i I want that lifestyle
3: well here's the story that i i ran into today actually and it made me kind of i'm impressed uh, but i'm also kind of scared and sad for what the hobbies become and that people would go to this length so uh, traditionally I, I'll go to like Target, right? To buy baseball cards for the show. So I stopped at Target today.
2: I always used to go to 7-Eleven.
3: Right. And that's where, and I don't even know if set like 7-Eleven and AM PM, I don't even know if they sell cards anymore.
2: They would always be right up by the cashier. Right at the That'd counter. In, yeah.
3: Like 35 cents a pack. Yeah. I'd get a Slurpee in the back. And uh, then you get, some cool, you get some baseball cards on the way out. So I went into Target today and I went over to where the cards usually are and they weren't there. And so I was looking around and I was like, well, maybe they don't sell cards anymore. That's going to, I need to find a place that sells cards. So I asked a friendly employee, this guy, and I said, Hey, do you guys sell baseball cards? He said, yeah, we moved them over here. So he takes me back to where they are. They're behind a locked case. They're like in a locked cabinet. Oh. That you have to buzz somebody and get like, a key. if you're
2: shaving your face razors.
3: Yes. So I said, I thought I made that facial expression too. I thought that was uh, weird. Yes,
2: the, the baseball card, the weapon.
3: Well, here's the thing. And I said to the guy, I said, Oh, do people, are people stealing the cards now? Is that a thing? Why do you have to lock them up? And he says, you have no idea what people will come in here and do. And I'm like, well, okay. Like what? Do they steal it? This is what he told me. He said, not only do you get the people that just steal them, not only do you get the people because now You can buy, like, a pack, but you can also buy, they're called blaster boxes. You can buy a box (laughs) that has, like, 15 packs in the box.
2: And then you do, like, openings on, like, Twitter or something. Yeah,
3: and I guess people will come in and they'll take a razor blade and cut the back of the box open and pull out the packs of cards. And here's what they do. I I swear to you, this is what a guy says. He's caught people doing this. So this pack of cards right here has 15 regular baseball cards in it, right?
2: already happy cuz Mike Trout's on the cover
3: right so these guys come in and they bring with they know how much this pack of cards weighs and what they're looking for now is you can get special cards in packs that have like a patch a piece of a jersey a piece of a bat something in there those cards weigh more mm. than a regular card so he said these guys will come in these adults and they'll get all the packs and they'll have these little super high-fi drug dealer scales and they'll put a regular pack on the scale, standing there in the store. <laughs> and they'll put a pack on the scale and it'll weigh like 0. 0.5 grams, right? Whatever, 0. 0.5 micrograms of whatever. Then definitely they will, a
2: drug scale, yeah.
3: Then they will weigh every pack. And the packs that weigh more usually will have a special card in there because that card weighs more than a regular card. Then they buy all those packs and leave the ones that don't have the special cards in them. And I said to the guy, like, at... At one point, like 16 year old me, like that's genius. Like that is genius. But then 46 year old me is like, if you're an adult and you're hiding out in aisle seven at Target and you're opening baseball cards and weighing the packs so that you can get the good cards, you're a loser. And that Man, sucks. Oh. And because of it, they're now behind a locked case. And I blew my mind today.
2: That is the most intricate plan right for baseball cards have you
3: ever heard of anything no like that? no seriously to get a piece of bartolo Colon's jersey oh yeah what, I mean, what is that on? gonna sell for it's unbelievable
2: yeah that's so. insane yeah okay well people are trying to ruin the baseball card game i guess but it's still fun it's a fun uh, it's a fun thing to do if you love baseball so let's open them i'm excited you got one for joe there too or is absolutely. that the one for patrick
3: no absolutely okay. patrick's out again okay. look so, i was, love patrick and if he was here but you got to, like Sprague. You got to be here. You got to be on the hot corner. Patrick's out doing whatever he's doing tonight. No cards for Patrick. He's
2: uh, he's rafting down in Central Oregon. So does
0: that mean we get his pack and get to like divvy it up? No, no, no. There's us? just three packs here. Oh. Yeah, that means I left his pack at home. And I'm opening it. Later. <laughs> there you go. I, weigh, I
3: weighed them all, Joe, and that one weighed more. <laughs> so I left it at home because I'm going to get the special card later. So these <laughs> yeah, guys, it's
2: going to be like Kyle Seeger's piece of his glove, and you're like, Damn it.
3: (laughs) I don't want this. No, that'd be pretty rare, though, because his glove has a big, huge hole in the middle. (laughs) So there's less pieces of it available for the card.
2: All right. Let's open the cards. We'll talk about that next. And obviously, we're going to start with uh, I shouldn't say obviously. We will definitely start with the Dodgers Astros from last night, because that, to me, is the story of the week.
3: Maybe one of us will get a Joe Kelly card.
2: Ooh, that'll be worth a lot after yesterday. All right. Let's get into that next Hot Corner with uh, Lynch and John today on The Fan.
1: This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. So the
2: packs of cards have been opened.
1: We have no...
3: None of us are retiring.
2: No. I got a special card. It's pretty cool. The best card in my pack is a... Is a chrome shiny... Almost like 3D Patrick Corbin card. There you go, Joe, if you want to look at it. It's it's pretty cool. It looks kind of
3: fancy. It says
2: prominent baseball players in the back. Uh, I also got a prominent baseball player, Chris Paddock, which is not shiny.
3: I also feel like
2: Chris Paddock is not a prominent baseball player, so I'm confused.
3: The shiny card must be a special version of it.
2: Yeah, it says tops Chrome. So, I don't know. Maybe that's worth like $4.
3: I have a prominent baseball player, Noah Syndergaard.
2: Ooh, not
3: shiny? Not shiny, but a cool looking card. Yeah. I got a Walker Bueller.
2: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: I did not get a Joe Kelly. Oh. And then I did get a future star, Brendan Rodgers, for the Colorado Rockies, who I'm not familiar with his uh with his um resume
2: well as somebody who's playing uh, fake baseball which we'll also talk about on the show today with the colorado rockies uh he is their top prospect top hitting prospect oh okay Friend the rogers well, so maybe uh, that'll
3: be something and i got a kind of a special looking fernando Tatis jr
2: oh on the on the pack it says look out for Tatis jr cards oh, so highlight well, card
3: well yeah i got one all right cool so,
0: so he's a good young player too
3: yeah and that those are the highlights joe you got any uh, mickey mantle rookies in there
0: a few. I think I got a Honus Wagner in here also. Nice. Um, no, my best card is probably going to be this like Max Scherzer 35th anniversary All Star card. Kind of like an old school. Oh yeah, looking. that's pretty cool. That looks fun. Yeah, I yeah. got a Max Muncy, uh, prominent baseball players one. Same one there.
3: First baseman
0: for my video Seattle Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Strasburg and then Charlie Blackman. Those are my uh, there my go. four best okay. ones. So I also
2: got I got a couple of players that I would consider notable. I got Nick Castellanos. I got Chris with a K Davis, Keston Hira, who's a second year guy in the Brewers. If you haven't heard of him, he's really good yep. hitter wise, at least uh, Nick Ahmed and James McCann. But the Patrick Corbin shiny card is my best. I also got these team cards. I got Pittsburgh pirates team card.
3: That's not good. That's like the old checklist when you're a kid and you get the checklist. That's never good.
2: I got the Toronto blue Jays team card <laughs> and I got the South side swag team. Eloy Jimenez, Tim Anderson, celebrate a home run card.
0: Oh, so, okay. I, I got what? a celebration card also. <laughs> oh, I got revved up. Uh, Adam Eaton and uh, Howie Kendrick shift gears. Oh, this is that
2: the car when they're driving the car?
0: Yeah, this was uh, game seven of the World Series, apparently. Joe so. burying the lead in there. Oh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs>
2: September 11th, 2019. A three-run home run by Tim Anderson. Caps a solid first inning for the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Now you I got a World Series home run, and I got a first inning for the White now Sox. Now I
3: did get a 1980s decade's best team, St. Louis Cardinals.
2: It has a really cool look to it.
3: It does. I although I don't are they proclaiming the Cardinals as the best team in the 80s? Because I don't know that that's I don't know that I'd go there.
2: I I don't know if they're proclaiming that. They just might be. They might have a bunch of eighties teams that are just in cool looking cards.
3: They're like, Hey, these guys were really good in the eighties. Yeah. And then there's Ozzie Smith on the card. So You
0: can't go wrong there. <laughs> what kills me is I got, uh, I got a Baltimore Oriole player, Pedro Severino and the bio for him is Pedro, a late March waiver claim got more at bats with Baltimore in 2019 than he had in his previous four seasons combined with Washington.
2: <laughs> and he's a catcher, right?
0: Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. He probably yeah. got a lot of playing uh, today the in the
2: game against the Yankees. Uh, Two catchers interference in the first inning. (laughs) Back-to-back hitters. Adley,
3: please. (laughs) Please.
2: Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton both swung and hit him in the glove and got him first
0: because of Get there as soon as possible. The
3: (laughs) only Oriole I got, Joe, was I got a Steve Wilkerson. Oh, absolute stud. Right, which you're welcome to have Uh, if you're interested in it. Interestingly enough, not
2: any of us got a Yankee or a Mariner
3: uh yeah look at that usually well yankees usually we get a yankee
2: yeah i've actually gotten i had one last year where i got like a judge like two judges i think got a special judge yeah yeah
3: Yeah, no mariners
0: and no uh i was hoping for uh kyle lewis well i'm i'm simply shocked over here the fact that i got a dustin Pedroia card i didn't even know they made those anymore (laughs) is he still playing i don't think so (laughs) like that's what i'm saying is like they made this still is that
2: worth something now then the, the Dustin Pedroia card right before he retired.
0: It might be some uh, mean something to Dustin. Maybe I can send it to him. Here you go, bud.
2: <laughs> I think though, I think John, your Brendan Rodgers rookie card, that's probably the most valuable of the bunch because he's actually supposed to be really good. All right. So I mean, that might be the most valuable. But uh,
3: so don't put it in the wheels of my bike.
2: <laughs> no.
3: Save it. No. Okay.
2: I would put your maybe the Fernando Tatis highlight card. I'd put that in the wheels of your okay. bike. i will will do that because if they're selling it they're saying hey look out for all the highlight cards you probably don't need that hey you want the pittsburgh pirates team card you could put that in the wheel of your bike
3: right that's where it should go probably (laughs)
2: who cares about the pittsburgh pirates come on um
3: oh we did i got j-hap oh
2: you did get j-hap yeah great
3: yeah super disappointing i'll trade you for the pirates team card
2: oh sure I don't need the Pirates team card. I'll take Jay Hap over that.
3: And I don't need Jay Hap because he was a Mariner and was horrible. And then as soon as we traded him, he was good again.
2: <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy the Pittsburgh Pirates team card,
3: which is who we got Jay Hap from. So this is a fitting <laughs> trade.
2: And I will take Jay Hap,
3: yes. who on the it.
2: back of his baseball card last year with a 491 ERA because he sucks. Oh, well. All right. Look, great things happened last night.
3: Unbelievable.
2: The Dodgers and the Astros were playing. If you remember. The Dodgers fell to the Astros in the 2017 World Series in seven games,
3: tightly contested series,
2: high scoring, uh, very exciting games. I seem to remember one that went to overtime that was like nine to nine. Um, It is the first game that they're playing against Houston and Joe Kelly comes into the game. Now, Joe Kelly is a bit of a wild card, right? you look at him out there and he's just, he's all over the place, right? He's wild. He's literally crazy. He's a
0: typical reliever. Where's the goggles too.
2: Yeah. He, he does have a craziness to him. Now, Joe Kelly was not on that Dodgers team, but he was on Boston the year. I think the Astros beat Boston in the first round of the playoffs that year, that year, 2017.
3: So he's got a grudge with them anyway. Yes. Uh, Alex Bregman is up.
2: I think there's already one out in the inning. He goes three Oh on Bregman. His fourth pitch is a 95-mile-an-hour two-seam fastball that sails behind Bregman's head.
3: It just slipped.
2: It just slipped, it just yeah, slipped. which is actually what Joe Kelly said, by the way.
3: Well, it just slipped.
2: Uh, he was wild out there. He was right. wild, actually.
3: You don't know where the ball's going. It
2: so is It know. is a fair point. Uh, Breg uh, Bregman, to, to his credit, takes it in stride. He has this look of like, that was really BS, but he probably deserved it. Uh, okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and go down to first
3: base. They have to know, right? They, they have, have to. to know they have to that it's coming
2: yes have to so bregman goes to first base now joe kelly doesn't throw to home for the next three throws he throws over to first for pickoff moves where every time bregman slides back he gets smacked as hard as humanly possible in the middle of his chest
3: now i would like to say this was one of this was in the whole game this was one of my favorite nuances. Cause I'm a big fan of the super hard slap tag. Yeah. Yeah. That was I'm like a, a pop. Yes. That's a great move. That's a great move.
2: And it's funny because I didn't real. I was, I didn't watch the game, but I was watching the highlights and when they were doing that, they're like, Oh, look at how hard he's throwing over there to tag him. I was like, okay, who cares? He's doing pickup moves. And that's like, Oh no, look at how hard he's being tagged. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple batters later, there's two on two outs. Carlos Correa comes up. Carlos Correa has been the ooh, nice catch Kyle Lewis?
3: No, that's Timmy Lopes. Oh, okay. It's your friend and my friend, Timmy Lopes. Friend of the program, Tim Lopes. I
2: don't think he is a friend of the program, but that's okay.
3: He would be. He's that nice a guy.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Correa, who has been the most defiant of any of the Astros.
3: I hate Correa. He Not is, as much as I hate Bregman, but I hate Correa. He
2: has come out and said multiple times that they don't deserve, don't deserve punishment and the, defending his teammates. It's It's bad. So he's up. First pitch is a slider that goes right over his head. Again, he has been wild, Joe Kelly. Slipped. This was right over his head. And Correa looks out, and he kind of, like, does this weird tongue thing where he's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, let's see what's happening here. And a couple of pitches later, he strikes out on a nasty slider, and uh, that ends the inning. Apparently, Joe Kelly looks at him and says, Nice swing, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I guess... Carlos Correa said something like throw your fastball and Joe Kelly gives the GIF of the year, the meme of the year. Awesome. With the, Oh, poor you face. As he walks off the mountain, he like sticks his tongue out. And then he keeps talking to Correa and he goes,
3: Hmm,
2: I'm so sorry. That's the
3: best is he doubled up with yeah, it. Yeah. He just kept going. He doubled up and gave it to us twice.
2: And then they're, you know, they're John with each other. And I guess Correa's is going, what, what are you talking about? If I did a home run, I'd be running home right now. Uh, obviously yes, Carlos, that is correct. Right. Uh, But that didn't happen. You struck out. And, uh, Joe Kelly goes, shut the F up. Right. And he's just like doing the chin move and doing more of the off faces. And then there's a socially distant responsible benches clearing argument. Right. Because nobody really got near each other, but they they ran out towards each other. They got
3: closer to each other than they were before. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Were they within six feet? Probably. But you know what? it was probably okay because the circumstances warranted it. What a big balls move from Joe Kelly to be the first pitcher to come out and do it. And I hope him doing it allows other pitchers to have the ability in their head to say, you know what? I'm going to do that too. Because I hope he starts the train because the Astros deserve almost anything they could possibly get this
3: season. Well, on behalf of the Mariner fans out there, and I know you're out there on behalf of all Mariner fans, I apologize to baseball in its entirety
2: <laughs> that your team didn't do because it because
3: they didn't do it. And I knew that they wouldn't per se, because they're kind of gutless and well, services got look like Lou Panella would have put one in his ear. Mm-hmm. If Piniella's on the bench, that first pitch would have gone in somebody's ear, but service is kind of a wuss and it's a young team and they're just learning. And I, I can totally see, you know, them being scared enough, you know, half the team is making their debut this year, the other half is just trying to stick around. I could see them thinking, you know what we're this, we're, you know, we're not going to do it, but they should have done it. And I'm mad that they didn't have, I mean, they had opportunities. They played them four games
2: and you have a lot of bullpen arms that don't really matter
3: that don't matter. And like I get Marco Gonzalez, not plunking somebody to lead off the first, but they lost three of the four games and they lost them big So send in some reliever no-name and plunk somebody in between the numbers. And I'm mad that they didn't do it. I think it's a little bit gutless. I'm super happy that the Dodgers did it. And I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, that I hope this is the start of the Astros getting the business all year because I think without COVID, they would have been a regular season. I think a regular season would have been a long death march for them, and it kind of has been put on the back burner because of the pandemic. And so I hope this brings it back up. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Astros get a little of this. Uh, if not every night, every series,
2: the, uh, the Dodgers announced today, Jose Altuve took a fastball down the middle, looking for strike three. He said, uh, a lot harder to guess when, uh, than it is to know. Right. And it's like, good. Keep doing stuff like that. Yes. There's a Twitter account called 2020 Astros. Shame Tour. I love that guy. Me too. Yep. He's posting videos of everything that is shame related to the Astros. Um, Anything that they can that can happen to them outside of literally getting hit in the head. I don't think any player deserves well, no, getting hit in the head. I mean, look. That's no, why I said no, right. almost anything they deserve. Right. Um anything that is viewed as revenge for what they did for the most part, I am totally okay with.
3: Could not agree more. They cheated the game, they cheated baseball, and they deserve what they're gonna get. And I hope they get more of it.
2: I I've been taking a little crap on both Twitter and on the text line when we talked about this on primetime today. Oh, look at the Yankee fans coming out and he's, you know, he's defending, he's trying to, he's a cheater too, you know, and the way I I responded was this. I said very simply, yes, my team cheated, right? The Yankees were caught as were the Red Sox.
3: Didn't the Yankees have iPads or something? They
2: had Apple watches. Yeah. Uh, That was in 2016 when the Yankees were caught. Is it possible they were doing it after that. Sure. Uh, I think a lot of teams were trying to do something similar to what the Astros are doing, especially once they found out what Houston was doing. I think they were trying Um, that's not been proven, but it's possible. I will not deny that the Yankees were caught cheating and MLB came out and said, okay, this is the last freebie. Anything after this, like we're not allowing this at all. Um, I think any fan of any team outside of Houston is allowed to, to be happy if Houston is getting their due I
3: Agree.
2: Um, just because one team cheated or another. If you're a Red Sox fan too, you're allowed to be angry at Houston just because your team was caught cheating. It's different. What the Astros did is so much worse than what reportedly the Yankees and Red Sox did. What the Yankees and Red Sox did was use the video room to steal signs, but then only related to the runners if they got to second base. Right. So if they got to second base, they would know the cadence and the amount of signs, and they'd be able to help with whatever motions they were doing. Still wrong. Still can't do that. But it's not every single pitch knowing what pitch is coming. Right. What the Astros did was such a travesty to the sanctity of the game that it's it's literally unbelievable yes. to me that they got away with it the way that they did.
3: And and, and I think it's worse. And I don't know how you feel. I think it's worse that they did it and won the World Series. Like if you cheat and you know and and I, I take heat for this all the time. I've said this before, if Barry Bonds hits 655 home runs, I think he's viewed differently than because he broke the record. He cheated and broke a very sacred record in baseball. That's worse to me than just cheating and being good. Right? Just the Astros cheating out there, yes, it's horrible. They cheated all the way and won a freaking World Series, and I think that's infinitely more devastating
2: and made too right. Thank you. Nationals for not succumbing to it because I guarantee you last year, they were still doing it because in game six against the Yankees, when Altuve at the home run off Chapman, he did the, don't open my Jersey. Don't open my Jersey. Right. Uh, and, and he destroyed a slider, right? Chapman barely throws sliders and he just sat on it and just destroyed it. Right. Guarantee they were doing it last year in some way, shape or form, whether it was with buzzers or whatever. Um, the MLB is gutless and will not will not come out against that in, at at this point anymore. But I think if you are a fan of any team but Houston, you are allowed to be as happy as you want about Houston getting their due. Agree. And just because the Yankees also were caught four years ago and the Red Sox were caught two years ago, it doesn't it doesn't change how I how I should feel about Houston. Agree. Now the punishments came out for this today. Joe Kelly, who. Boy, he was suspended eight games, and we'll talk about that next because that seems like quite a lot. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Here's Joe.
1: This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
2: We'll get into the uh, Mariners here in a little bit. John is updating me on what they've done so far this offseason. Uh, not, not a shame much. to admit that I don't really know what their team looks like, so I'm not learning. Not
3: much, Michael. I'm learning. This I'm learning. The, this is the losing year. <laughs> We're going for the record. 19.
2: 19 the fewest... losing seasons in a row?
3: No. Wow, funny. The fewest, which... <laughs> The fewest Major League Baseball wins in a season is 20.
2: Oh, I see, I see. Is it going to count in the shortened season? Well,
3: see, here's my secret dream, is that you know, as well as I do, that the Mariners have the record for most wins in a season. (laughs) If they somehow finish with less than 20 wins this year, they could also simultaneously hold the record for fewest wins in a season. And I think holding both of those at the same time would be kind of fun.
2: That would be really funny. Although again, I feel like they'd be like, well, it was 60 games. I
3: mean, but still
2: extrapolate that out. Well, I'm just saying nobody in an 162 game season at this point is losing 19 games or winning 19 games.
3: No, it was like the Cleveland spiders in In like
2: 1899 or something. And it was like,
3: they played 120 games and they were like 20 and hundred, which is awful, (laughs) but still look, I, and that's
2: why we want the Indians to be changed to the spiders. There you go. That'd be great. Uh, Okay. So Joe Kelly was suspended today by major league baseball, eight games.
0: When I, when I saw this, I let out
3: an audible, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's a so, lot. It's a lot in the 60 games. It's a lot in a regular it's season. It's a lot,
2: <laughs> and then you move it to 60 games, and it's basically like he got suspended for 20-plus games.
3: Which is crazy.
2: For not hitting anybody. Right. Uh, Dave Roberts suspended one game. Dusty Baker was fine because he cursed or whatever. I don't really care about that. The fact that they suspended Joe Kelly eight games is such a farce. It's stupid because they didn't suspend any Astros player for any games. No, The tweet that I made was, huh? I wonder how many games the Astros were suspended for combined. Oh, that's right. Zero. Zero. So you don't suspend the team that cheats to a level that we've never seen in the sport. I even think what they did was worse than steroids, because at least with steroids, you still have to play the game with the pitcher. Know what, you know, figure out what pitch is coming you know, all that kind of stuff. The Astros just erased the equation of the game. Right. And they were like, we know an off pitch is coming, or we know a fastball is coming. The worst thing I've, I've seen in it's, baseball.
1: It's
3: awful.
2: Or heard of. Um, you didn't suspend the players one game. You gave them immunity because they talked. Now, Joe Kelly, the first person who comes out to do a little uh, vigilante justice on the Astros, you suspend for eight games. He didn't even hit anybody, and he was actually pretty wild. Yeah. So there is—I mean, you know—he did it intentionally. But there's yeah. there's an argument that he was wild. He's eight games, and I—I I guess from the MLB's perspective, they probably say, "Look, we got this can't happen all year. We got to make a statement now." That is way overboard for what happened.
3: And that's exactly what they're doing. And I get that, right? I mean, you knew he didn't hit anybody, which again, but you know what he was doing, and you know, him, you knew he was going to get suspended. And the problem with me is that it's just. Like, where did they come up with eight? Like, it's just completely arbitrary. He didn't hit anybody. And, again, if you extrapolate how many games this is – in the regular season, they would have never – if this exact thing right here happens April 1st, right, there's zero chance they suspend him for 22 games. Yeah. Zero chance. So they just do it. So what happens now if, if I come out tomorrow and I plunk Bregman – right am i going to get 12 games like it's uh, got to yeah. be worse right he didn't hit him and he got 8 so the next guy that hits somebody what are you going to suspend him for 12 i mean it just it bothers me a little bit the arbitrary nature of what they came up
2: with i also it also bothers me that baseball is trying to protect them they already protected them yes they gave them immunity they didn't suspend one player right uh the punishment was harsh I would say, I would say it was underdone, but I mean, it was a big punishment, right? You were you Well, your GM and your, your manager are suspended for a year, which led to them both being fired. Well, right. Yeah. It was that for is, those two guys. Right. But that is, that is a big deal. Uh, I think AJ Hinch was a good manager. I think uh, okay. I already forget his name, but the GM was a really good GM in building a team. Um, I mean, that was, a, that was a big punishment, right? It wasn't enough and it should have been more. and It should have included the players and, Um, You know, you can't just find a baseball team. They'll say, "Okay, thanks for the fine. But it was something. But they did protect them pretty largely through this, despite how bad it was. And Rob Manfred had so many chances in this situation to make a statement against this kind of cheating. And frankly, he just kind of basically said, well, it sucks that it happened. We can't prove too much. Here's the punishment. We're going to try to move on. And then he told the players not to talk about it. He went to all the players and said, stop talking about it in the public to the media because the Dodgers were coming out and talking about it. Some players had statements on the weak punishment. He told them to stop. He mandated it. Why are you protecting them? Right. What they did was terrible. So now you're protecting them again because you're saying, hey, he threw at them eight games. If you hit them, you're going to get eight plus games. Every pitcher out there, if you do this, you're going to get eight plus games. And he's like, he's going to test the resolve of the players uh, who are trying to retaliate and see if they do it. And I think that's, that's, that's cheap.
3: Well, I, couldn't, I I completely agree with everything you just said. And, however, to play devil's advocate, you know, I understand. And I was going to say, what's the last thing Manfred did that looks good? I mean, I think he is – I don't think he's a very good commissioner.
2: I thought he was great until the Astros thing, and now he's had bad beat after bad beat. Yeah,
3: he's – it's spiraling downhill for him. But I understand if, if, you're, if I'm in that chair and you're the commissioner of baseball – I understand having to send a message to try to stop it. And if you're going to send a message to try to stop it, one or two games isn't going to do it. So I get that. And I also understand that that probably will curtail a lot of this. I think you and I were talking earlier about how we hope this goes on and continues. I'm sure we'll see it pop up from now and then, but we're not going to get the every game or every series that we hope for because of stuff like this, because of the eight-game suspension. So – in a way, I understand why he did it, and it's probably gonna work. It just bothers me on that other side of the coin, like you said, that it does come across as him protecting the Astros, and that's certainly what he's doing. And that that's wrong,
1: in my
2: opinion. I do wonder if he thought about it the other way at all. How many people were talking about the MLB yesterday? A ton. Right. Oh
3: yeah. It not was even the, die it was hard, the big story.
2: Not even diehard baseball fans were were talking all about what happened in the Dodgers Astros yesterday. Maybe Rob Manford doesn't want that to be the image of the sport, but the people were clamoring for retaliation, and they got it. Isn't that good for you that so many people are watching your sport? Isn't it good for you that if this happens, it's must see baseball to watch the Astros play? Frankly, any good team that they played on the way to their World Series win. That's must watch TV. What's going to happen this game? You know it's not going to happen every game. Right. So A, you're going to get people watching the sport that didn't normally watch the sport, watching an enjoyable game, probably, and maybe getting sucked in. Good for you. And B, if it does happen, it's even more story storylines for you. Did he at all consider that?
3: I don't know. It's well, actually
2: positive for the for the sport that it's happening.
3: I don't know that I'm going to give him that much credit and say that he did, although, you know, he's not an idiot. So maybe he did. I will say that. Villains are good in sports, right? It will be good for baseball this year that we hate the Astros. That'll be a good thing. And like you said, it was the lead story. My wife, like, doesn't follow. I mean, she follows the Mariners a little bit because they're on at my house all the time. But she has no idea about any of this. And it was on the news. And she came and asked. She said, what's the big deal? You know, and I kind of told her. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I, you know. So it was a thing. It was good for baseball. And in a sport that desperately some people feel needs eyes on it, I could see that spin that way. But you're not going to get the commissioner of baseball to allow this to go on. You're just not. And so he he dropped the hammer, and it probably uh, will wipe out most of what Well, this will happen the rest of the season.
2: I will say it might. But what, the, what teams could do to do a workaround for it is, hey, we're throwing an opener today. Oh, you, you know, you're going to, for the Yankees, you're going to throw Chad Green? Nah. We called this guy up from AAA or from the taxi squad. Uh, you know, uh, this guy's not feeling super well, so we just called him up, put the guy on the IL. Uh, he, he hits two guys, gets tossed, suspended eight games. Oh, now Garrett Cole comes in. Right. And guess what? It's a regular game. I have a feeling teams, maybe not to that exact degree, will, will use their crappy bullpen arms to hit them. I hope so. Because who cares if in, in a short season, if you're whatever team that's not in it, which is why the Mariners should have done it. They should have done it. Who cares if a pitcher is suspended for eight
3: games? No, I totally agree. And I I hope it does happen. But, again, I kind of lean towards um, that I think that eight-game suspension probably has a lot of teams thinking twice.
2: Also, I understand it's his job, and he was hired to do this. It makes me sad because I like Dusty Baker, that he's defending the team. I know he was brought in to be the shield, and I understand that's his role. But it's sad because I like Dusty Baker. Sure. and. The whole, his whole like interview thing. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. He,
3: shut he up. has to. That's a, It's like he has to.
2: I know, but I hate it. Yeah. Because I like Dusty Baker. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk virtual baseball or real Mariners baseball next?
3: Let's.
2: Um, we still got to get to COVID and Marlins in the second hour.
3: Right. I don't know. What do you want?
2: Well, we'll talk about both. So, what do you want first?
3: Let's talk about virtual baseball.
2: All right. Both John and I are texting each other all our virtual baseball notes (laughs) almost every night at this point. Right. And uh, we'll discuss
3: that next. It's sad and awesome.
2: It's just awesome. Don't worry about it. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan.
1: This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, 7.52 here on your Wednesday evening. No Patrick today. It is I, Mike Lynch, joined by the famous, beloved John Sukannik. I don't know about
3: either of those two things, but I am here. So
2: You are currently present in the room. Let's
3: go with that. I don't know that I'm famous or loved, but I'm here, and Uh, sometimes that's enough.
2: You're beloved.
3: And that's enough.
2: Also, Joe Fish, of course, behind the glass. Uh, we opened up our baseball card. So if you missed that, it's in the second segment. We'll post in the Lush Hub Tires podcast after this
3: show. Currently taking trade offers on this uh, Pittsburgh Pirates team card.
2: Uh, just acquired by me for Jay Happ. Correct. The only Yankee of the three decks.
3: So if you're out there and you're a Pirates fan and you want a worthless card, I'm taking offers right
2: now. <laughs> uh, let's talk some virtual baseball as we got a short segment here. So. As you all well know, John Sukanic has been playing Virtual Mariners baseball and MMA Show I in nineteen. It. I love
3: it so much. Uh
2: he already played through an entire season and he won the World Series over the Dodgers. Uh despite all of us calling for him to stream it on Twitch, he did not. I think the pressure is a little bit much for him. He doesn't want the pressure of people watching him play.
3: Well, listen, I feel there's much less pressure now. So
2: But you still haven't streamed. Well And you're what, like in May now?
3: Oh no. We're just getting done with the first month. Oh. So you're in May? Well, we're not quite. <laughs> bit, but. Okay, we're almost to May. Yes. No, listen, I, I took it serious, and I, you know that. And I know that's silly, but I did invest a lot of time. In it. I played every single game. and the, As you should. And just learning the game, having never done that before, the chance of me losing was very real. It's a very realistic game. It is. And I was convinced up until the final out that I would somehow lose the World Series. And I know it's stupid, but that would really have upset me and bothered me. And I just didn't want to put that out there because that would live forever. If you had video of me getting pissed off about losing game seven of a fake World Series, not only would my brother never let that die, that would live forever. (laughs) So I just... That would be clipped. I just couldn't do it. It was bad enough that my son was in the room. I kicked him out of the room. It wasn't
2: game seven though, was it?
3: No, game six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, anyway. It was and that bad. was the crazy game. Yeah, that was the crazy game. It was bad enough I had to kick him out and then go apologize and let him come back. The fact that I could have had tens of people watching online, it was too much pressure.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so you're about to be in May. I already explained to you, it's not that hard to get a Twitch account. Just
3: like stream the games. I'm I'm much more open to that possibility now. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Okay. Uh, but John playing it and baseball returning made me put mlb the show back into my ps4 i had played i also have 19 i don't have the new one uh i had played a season with the rockies and i was in july right before the all-star break and i stopped and i just hadn't picked it up i got tired of playing it a little bit sure other games took my interest i hadn't it's played a, it
3: it's a grind to it get is a grind season.
2: and i picked it back up and i was instantly sucked back in it is so realistic That's awesome and If any of you guys who are gamers or sports gamers know, especially franchise mode, if you're doing online stuff, that's not really what I'm into. I mean, you can do that if you want, but I'm not buying packs in FIFA. Uh, I do the franchise mode stuff, and you just get, it's all in your head. You build the entire season's world in your head. You have conversations with yourself about your lineup. You talk about trade options, and it's a rich world that you create for yourself. Uh, I'm in July, so I'm at the trade deadline. I've made a couple of big moves with the Rockies, uh, I acquired Chris Archer in a trade, just like John did. Yes. I took uh, I took a little bit of uh... – I thought
0: you said big moves. What a... It was hey. a big move because Chris
2: Archer is uh, 2-0 and in his first two starts oh, yeah. in Colorado. Oh, that's
0: right. This is 2019.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes. He, won the, yeah. he won the Cy Young from the Mariners in 2019, <laughs> virtual
0: Mariners.
2: <laughs> uh, the first two starts, he has been quite good and had 11 strikeouts last game and uh, got a win against the Yankees. Now I know was...
0: this is a video game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, I also signed Dallas Keuchel as a free agent because he was still a free agent in the game. I desperately needed starting pitching. My starters were terrible, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's like I'm back into it again. It was fun.
3: It is. It's amazing how much it like it does take on that person. Like I have sat there before for two hours just staring at a trade screen, going back and forth. Like should I make this? And it's not even a, like a player that's going to play. Like this is a prospect. Like do I want to give up this prospect to get this guy? And then I'll go around. I'm like, well, maybe I can get a better deal. So I'll spend two hours shopping him around to other teams, trying to figure out. I have a little notebook that I keep in by my by my office down where I play the game, and I'll write down, okay, the Orioles are willing to give me this and this for this guy. I might have to save him for later and do this. And it's amazing how much I care about that. Like, I I was going to trade for Cano back. I was going to because I wanted Cano, and like that salary scared me away from video game Cano because I was like, he. I still have to pay him $25 million for the next five years. I don't want that on my team. And I didn't do it. And so it is funny how you get sucked up into the realism of this game and things that are, aren't real and don't make any sense seem to matter to you. And it's part of the fun that goes with playing a whole season.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I had to make the decision. So I, with the Rockies right now, I'm in late July, I am in the second wild card spot. The Dodgers are incredible in this game. They're really good. I cannot beat them consistently. Uh, like, I, cause you're in this, I'm in the same division as them. They just own me. Um, and I went, but I can make the playoffs, right? I can be a wild card team. And I needed to get a starting pitcher. I was trying to get Jameis and Tyon because the Pirates suck. I was like, I was going after the teams that were bad, seeing who I could get. Right. They would not trade Tyon. I put good players on there and they wouldn't trade Tyon. So I was like, okay, Chris Archer is their second best starter. John talked about how great he was. That actually did help sell me because I was like, ah, Chris Archer. He's like an 82. Like, what am I going to do with that? And I gave up a couple of high potential prospects to get him. And I sat there on that screen for a while and I was like, okay, my fifth starter right now is a B potential. He's good, but not great. This backup outfitter I have is a B potential. He's good. Um, And then I forget who. Oh, I traded Mark Reynolds with it. You know, big bat. Most of a bench guy for me. And I was sitting there, I was like, is Chris Archer worth it? Is he really, really worth it? Uh, And I wound up getting another picture from them as a secondary piece in the trade that was also a high-potential guy. And I was like, all right, it's worth it. It's worth it. And I sat there for like 10 minutes, not two hours. But I sat there for 10 (laughs) minutes, and I was like, what should I do? And then I wanted to trade one of my relievers away. And a cool thing you can do, I don't know if you know this, John, is you can do suggest trade and you can put your player on the screen, and when you hit the suggest trade yes. button, it brings every potential trade you could do up.
3: Oh, I'm well aware. Okay, <laughs> well, you <laughs> said you had the notebook,
2: so I wanted to make sure you oh, knew Oh, I'm
3: that. well aware. The notebook is where I write down what, so I don't have to keep doing it over right. and over. I'll I be see. like, oh, the Orioles will give me
0: this and this, and the Yankees will give me this. Right. Yeah, it's nerdy, but. What, they'll give me Chris Davis for nothing? Of course they will. <laughs> right.
2: The Yankees in this game trade everybody. They're like constantly offering trades. It's very interesting. Yes.
0: I will say. Wheeling and dealing. Uh, Deal with the text of the night. John takes his virtual Mariners so serious he plays under COVID rules and in front of no fans. (laughs) Touche. Yes.
3: True. Every now and then again, my son will wander into the room to make fun of me and then wander out, which is why he got kicked out of game six of the World Series. (laughs) Anyway.
0: I used Uh, to do that with my dad. As soon as he walked in the room, my performance would just go downhill and I'd be like, get the hell out of here yes. right now.
3: Go away. Uh, I, don't sit here and make, I know this is dumb. <laughs> don't make fun of me. I'd get out of it's here. It's not
2: dumb, John. It's just gaming. It you're is. a hashtag gamer or you're starting to become one Two texts. John, next time you need to do a season on hard and see how you uh, see how you fall and play another year and give us the happenings of what, Oh my God, this is a uh, voice to text. Uh, many of us gamers always play an easier season, but it's important to test yourself to get better. John did up the difficulty to all-star, yes. right? He was playing on beginner or normal or something. Well, it was
3: the first first time I've ever played.
2: Yeah, and now he's on all-star, and I gave him sliders to change. Thank you. And uh, he tweaked some of those as well. So uh, he's getting more realistic results. He's still good because he made a super team. Um,
3: I do have a super team. I have a hammer bullpen. I love him.
2: But he said that last year he would win games 7-2, to two and now he's winning 3-2, to 4-2. to two. So closer games, and uh, that's good. That's important. Have a little bit more stress in your life.
3: <laughs> Much fewer home runs. It feels more realistic to me, yes.
2: Uh, this text says, hey, I'm in the show, 19. How do you deal Seager and and I can't find any team to take on their contracts.
3: Uh, I traded Seager to the Diamondbacks, and they were more than happy to take him. Now, you gotta you got to pair him with the prospect mm. sometimes, but like I got Jake Lamb back from them, so he's my third baseman. But I got the Diamondbacks to take Seager, and who's the other one he wanted to? Oh, I traded him before the season even started. <laughs> I got rid of him, and I think he went to, I think he went to the Yankees. I think I traded him to the Yankees for Canley out of the bullpen, who's been a hammer guy. Yeah, the pen. Change a changeup. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> so you can find it if you're gonna if you're gonna give away your guy. Sometimes you have to add players to, uh, to make up the salary difference, but it's worth doing.
2: And this person says, I too traded for Archer in the new game, but I only gave up a C-level, twenty-eight-year-old pitcher. Well, that's because it's a new game. Uh, yes. He was bad last year. Right. Uh, going into 2019, he was still decent. He was still good. Uh, in 20, he's probably a lot easier to get. But right. uh, yeah, I gave up a lot for him. But you know what? Worth it so far. All right. There's our virtual baseball segment. Let's talk the Real Mariners next. Hot Corner with Lynch and John
0: and Joe today.
3: Hey, Kyle Lewis, make it. i
0: the the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.